Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Stewart. Hello, hello. And our amazing repeat, repeat, repeat guest, friend of the show, friend of my neighbor, mm-hmm. Lindsay Schoolcraft. Hello, thanks for having me back, like always. So, Lindsay, um, today, do you want to share what we were, what we were planning on getting into? Yeah, we want to talk about mindset and how that's the key component to surviving in this industry. Now, okay, so a lot of people think that's really like kind of woo-woo. Um, you know, like, can you break down what mindset is and then maybe give a few examples of... Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before, before she does that, Matt, before she does this, what, 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 just like give the definition of mindset as we're going to be talking. Do you want me to do that? That's all on me. That's all. Well, okay. Want me to do it? I can do it. <laughs> no, go ahead, Curtis. You say it and then we'll just keep going. <laughs> sure. Okay. So here, so basically we're talking about mindset in a positive manner and how it can affect you uh, productively versus just like mindset as like, I feel good and that type of a thing, but mindset in relation to productivity, at least that's how I was thinking we were explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is surviving crappy situations. It's like yeah. mindset is all on how you perceive things. And the way, the best way I can break it down before we, like, we get too, too into it is you, you either are sitting in victimhood and everything is like blah and terrible and, you know, like you're in a negative space, right? Where then there's also this positive space where you're like, I have accountability. I am responsible for my own career. You, you know, you have you, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of gratitude. You always try to flip it on the positive side of thinking. And I used to be a very negative person, you know, so like, it's not like, you know, it's something that just happens and all of a sudden you're positive. Like working on your mindset is something that takes work and a lot of practice like confidence or like practicing your instrument or learning a new thing in the industry and the business side of things like it's not something that happens overnight but i think it's important to talk about how having a very like a positive mindset is better for your career your band your business your productivity like everything well the the other thing too i want to point out is that i don't think it's necessarily going to be that most people are always going to be positive necessarily but I think the key thing is to make sure that you try to reset yourself back to being positive when you stop being positive if that makes sense totally and we get caught in these traps sometimes we get in these negative circles you know and um oh I get like there's so much that people don't see that I don't post on Twitter like I get irritated and sassy like you know Mm -hmm. like we're we're human and Mm -hmm. we go through these ups and downs but I think when when the hard times strike, I think it's important to, instead of like, be like, oh, this is terrible. Why does everything happen to me? Give up. I'm going to go cry in a corner for three days. Don't get me wrong. I've done that. Um, You know, instead of that being like, okay, there's a lesson here. What can I learn from this? 
how can I fix this? Do I have to change things? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just like having grit is also a massive part of it too. You know what I mean? And based on your mindset, I think you can overcome and accomplish anything. Yeah. But again, the key, the key thing to remember is that most people will get into a negative mindset every once in a while, but you got to keep trying to get yourself out. Like, I mean, all three of us, we posted negative shit. All three of us. We all have, we all have, but we don't stick in it. (laughs) Well, that's yeah. And I think it's being aware of that is like the minute I know I'm getting cranky or I'm getting tired or I'm going to start flying my mouth because I do, um, I just step away. I'm like, you know what? This isn't working anymore. I'm taking the night off, which is great about our industry because we can like set our own schedules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless there's a massive deadline and then yeah. you just go through it. But, um, you know, when you get to that place, it's just like, okay, like what, what's going on? You know, and I think that's also being extremely self-reflective and being yeah. like, what's really upsetting me? Can I fix it? No. Do I need time to grieve or be mad? Yes. You know, it's, it's really breaking it all down. I think it also comes down to being your own best friend. You know, 100%. I talk to myself all the time yeah. <laughs> and you have 100%. to, yeah. yeah, you have to know yourself check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, and also a key thing too, I also want to point out is, um, you, the things you view and the people that you hang around or the people that you talk to the most are the ones that seem to affect uh, attitudes in general from my experience. So, I mean, like you can be around a bunch of positive people and non-negative people, but if you're constantly watching like negative news or something like that, you know, I, I, I find that that can really turn people's attitudes just like quick, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. If I watch like any YouTube drama, I start getting sassy and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, I have very strong opinions on certain figureheads in my part of the industry, you know, but I don't, I don't hate them. I just, I, yeah. I don't think any, I don't want bad on them. It's just, you know, you have opinions, but, um, oh shoot, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. The, it, you're right. Like there's the rule of five. You are like the five people you're closest to. Yeah. So, you know, and it, and it's like you are as strong as your weakest link. So if there's one bad apple, I wouldn't say bad apple, but there's one person in your group who's partying and needs to be like picked up at three in the morning and they're dragging you down and they're wearing you down and they're consistently negative and they're not bringing anything positive to the table. Like that's going to rub on, off on you after a while, you know? 100%. Yeah. Well, let, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say some people you have to distance yourself and kind of love them from a distance because it's not doing you any favors. Well, that, that was one thing I wanted to, to talk about for a second. Um, I know, I know Matt's got a, got experience with, with this. I'm sure you have too. It's being around the drinkers and the druggers and stuff, I think is one of the key things that can really lower a person's mindset. And I think, you know, you can have friends that do that type of stuff, but if you're constantly in the midst of that kind of behavior, it starts to really drag the mood down. And I was kind of curious your thoughts about that. I agree. I mean, listen, I will never like, you know, I actually know some very functional, um, responsible alcoholics. Um, you know, Same. I know some people who, yeah, like who, and you know, they can have a drink and they have the money and they can take care of themselves and get themselves home safe. Um, you know, and if some people want to experiment and eat a mushroom sometimes, like I'm never going to judge them as long as I'm not the person picking them up from the field in the four in the morning because they're (laughs) naked hanging off of a tree. I don't want to be that person. Um, because I, my sleep is sacred and nobody interrupts it. Not even my cats. So, um, 
you know, that's the thing. It, the reason that that environment is so, I've completely separated myself from it and why it's so, I guess not, well, it can be toxic. How it can wear some people down is because, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're ingesting whatever substance it is. It's destroying your internal clock. So you're going to stay up super late. You know what I mean? And in those scenarios, um, you know, some people just get super extroverted and that can be draining, especially when you're an introvert. But also there's some people who get really angry when they drink. And, mm -hmm. and that's just like, I think what has destroyed my adrenals over the years is just being someone's yelling post, which, you know, no one has to put up with. No one deserves yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like there's, I think there's positive networking where, you know, you don't have to stay, you don't have to stay back and party to get to know people. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I've found windows where you can meet and talk to people and you don't necessarily have to stay out until four in the morning drinking with everyone because you're going to feel like shit for your flight the next day. You know what I mean? Or you're going to jeopardize your performance the next day. That was the biggest thing. But now that I'm, now that I'm back home, I mean, um, obviously things are different because of the pandemic, but there's a bar down the road. I worked there for a year and a half and I've, you know, I've barely been, and it's, it's no offense to anyone. It's just like, it's, it's not a healthy environment for me, you know? And, um, it, 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 especially if you're like a local celebrity, like the minute you show up, everyone's traveling at your feet and I, I hate it. I'm just like, yeah. I just want to be Linz. I was always yeah. like, like, I've been that, I've been that here for two decades, but you know, it just, it gets in that environment and then you know, someone starts getting drunk and they'll say something backhanded because they're jealous. And, mm -hmm. and I just, I, I don't, you know, I don't put, I, I do my best to kind of avoid those scenarios because they don't, they don't serve any purpose. They don't add any value to my life. It's like, as I get older, I notice like, you know, I have my, my five and there are people like my producer and my lead singer and um, you guys know Gaia Gorda and, you know, my partner and my sister and a few mm -hmm. other close friends who are very positive. And that's, that's it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, that's all I need. I mean, also a lot of people exhaust me. Like you put me in a room with 20 people, I'm going to be dead for two days after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone's different. But yeah, that whole, that whole environment is just, I don't, I don't need to be around it. And it's like, you know, I think to be fair, most of my networking that has helped push me to where I am today has been online or, yeah. you know, it has been backstage, but not at four in the morning. Nobody's coherent at four in the morning. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, you, you, you don't drink anymore at all, right? Um, I will like, well, okay. We found it. It was a blood pressure issue. So, okay. um, you know, I, I was sober, especially when my mental health was in the gutter. Um, but on occasion, I will have I'll have a gin and soda, you know, and it doesn't really make me feel sick for days on end. So that's what me and my doctor have come to the conclusion. But it doesn't it doesn't mess me up like, like sure. alcohol used to. So. so you so you're not going out to get drunk and blasted anymore, is what I mean. No, exactly. I'll have like a gin and soda with a family member, like in a safe space where I know yep. that everyone I'm with, like no one's going to cause me any problems. But when I'm out, like, let's say like when shows start up again, or yes. I have to go to business meetings, like you'll never catch me with a drink. Because okay. I wanted to ask you, because I, 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 know, I know Matt's going to want to say something about this because he doesn't barely ever drink anymore either. Is mm -hmm. How have you found it to be for your creativity to not, you know, be drinking and taking, taking the substances, like you said? I mean, I've never done any hard drugs, so 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking. Um, it's been incredible. I'm so, I think I'm more creative sober. Okay. I'm going to be uh, entirely honest with you. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not fully sober. I'm not like straight edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, one drink a month doesn't really do anything. It's, it's barely a dent. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Yeah. I like, I, I thought I was an alcoholic, but now I'm realizing, well, I wasn't an alcoholic. My body just doesn't like heavy drinking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like it's, I'm more, I'm more clear. I'm more like I, the creativity is next level, especially in business. Like, I love pitching a deal or having a point of sale or, you know, like there's so, you know, Matt knows what I'm talking about, like creating bundles. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy it. And it's like, if I was drinking all the time and severely hungover, there wouldn't be that focus. There wouldn't be yep. that time, you know, and when you're faced with your mortality, you kind of have this epiphany of, you know, like, okay, I only have so many years left on this planet how many more days do I want to lose to being hungover? Like mm -hmm. I could be, you know, writing a song, recording from home, uh, writing, you know, like, you know, trying to hit up people on the gram, um, whatever, whatever it may be like, you know, moving forward and bringing this abundance to, to everyone else. And it's like, why, you know, when you, when you start to realize how many days you've wasted being hungover, you're just like, Oh, that's not for me anymore. Yeah. Matt, what about you? That's definitely a big one. Like, although it's like very weird. Like I had this weird conversation with our good friend the other day where I was like, you know, I kind of miss being like so hungover. You think you're going to die. Uh <laughs> <laughs> True. But, but then my All friend right. pointed out like, no, what you actually miss is, miss is like not having anything to do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and, like, true. you know, like I, I guess I do miss like not waking up and going a million miles an hour. And, but like, I don't know. For me, the the trade off, like like you said, Lindsay, no one is coherent at four a.m. Like I've even, yeah, you know, I've like I've I've been at festivals surrounded by like major players at four in the morning, and, and then nobody's talking about business. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, well, everyone's just tired. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or drunk, and you're just like, I don't. I would rather be in bed so that tomorrow, because I have to be up early tomorrow doing a thing that matters again. Yes. Yes, exactly. What is the show? It's How I Met Your Mother. They say nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Uh, well, I like the, um, I like that band, Modern Baseball, who have a lyric that's like, no monumental moment ever came from saying, come on, dude, just have one more shot. Yeah, and that's when it's the tipping point. You know, and, that, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And it's, yeah, you know, I think... Uh, I think in music that shit creeps up on you real fast and you don't really know it until it's Yeah. Especially the city I come from, it's a party heavy city. Um yep. you know, we're we're we have we have this uh, reputation, Curtis knows, of being called the dirty schwa because people here party hard. You know, and I I find the thing here, it's like, you know, you go vegan, nobody questions why you're not eating animal product. Um sorry, an animal byproduct. That you know you you make any choices, nobody questions you, but when you tell people you're not drinking anymore, or you don't want to party tonight, they're always like, oh, come on, just have one. Like, and that just drove me crazy. Or they assumed I was pregnant. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Um, you know, <laughs> not that it's any of your business, but you know what I mean? Like, like they're just, it, I think, especially when I sobered up for that year and a half, like people had such a hard time not understanding, like, it's my choice, my body. I don't want to 
drink and they're like, oh, just come on, like have one, let me buy you one. And I'm just like, what don't you understand? And that's like a thing. So that's, I think, why avoiding the bar is probably the best thing. (laughs) But to circle back back into mindset, okay? Yeah. So in terms of, you know, how you approach and tackle things because this is kind of a slightly different ball game we're getting into yeah yep how do you you know how does your mindset impact things you know most people would say oh you have a certain amount of tasks to do right so so how does it how does your mindset impact how you do stuff i think it comes down to starting the day with some form of gratitude and being like I'm feeling lucky. I feel like I wake up every morning and I'll, you know, journal and meditate for 10 minutes. And every day I wake up with a sense of purpose and I tell myself, like, I am so lucky that this is what I get to do for a living. You know, that, that has changed over the years. And 10 years ago, that thought was probably a little bit different versus when I was a teenager where, you know, you wake up and you're just like, all right, what's the next task today? Like, got to make music my career. You know, I literally thought that way. Um, but I think having that mindset and then also just there's this, we all do it where we're like, oh my gosh, I have 13 things to do today. I have so much to do. And we like build it up in our head. Right. And yep. I just tell myself, eh, I'll get to it it'll be fine. It's probably going to not take that long. You know, I don't set a time limit on it. And I have this kind of like, um, this grace where if I don't get something done today, like, you know, I usually try to tackle the big priorities within the day, but if I don't get something done today, it's okay. I'll get it done tomorrow because I used to just have the worst anxiety. And, you know, it came from a lack of a place of lack, not feeling good enough or worthy. And I guess that's, a, you know, a point of workaholism. And uh, now it's just like, you'll get, if you can't get to it, it's okay. Like, you, you know, um, I've switched around staff at the company and for a while it was all by myself again. And it's just one of those things where you, you can't beat yourself up. I think, again, it, it circles back to being your own best friend. Like you literally have to like treat yourself how you treat your favorite employee. <laughs> well, also too, I mean, you also got to have like the important thing, I think, that you touched upon there is kind of like knowing what your goal and what your purpose kind of is. You kind of briefly kind of touched on that. If you want to go into that a little bit more. Yeah. um, Purpose has been a big thing this year because um, actually it's a year ago today. I made the phone call to leave cradle of filth. I woke up today and just realized that and I'm like, wow. And during that, that journey to get my mental health back, um, a a few weeks before my therapist said like you're good you're clear to go um we had a call and I was telling her about my plans for the year and she's just like she's like you see what that is I'm like what she's like you're finding purpose again and purpose is something that you claim for yourself and you create for yourself but it has to be something that resonates with your soul like it brings you joy and it brings you happiness and it gives you that sparkle in your chest and that that, I don't know, that vigor for life, I guess. I, I don't know how to explain it. And um, I think, you know, knowing your purpose is is so important because like, you know, no, no um, man in a, a robe with a gray beard is going to ascend from the sky and be like, this is your purpose. You know, 
like I'm talking about God. Um, yeah. <laughs> in case I'm not talking about the poor homeless man down the street. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry, Oshawa humor. But, um, you know, like you, you have to make that for yourself. And in, you know, I consult a few people and I always tell them, you know, like Buddha says, like, I think therefore I am. And whatever you think you are is what you're going to be. So you have to claim your title and be like, okay, I am, I'm Lindsay Schoolcraft. I'm the CEO of this record label. I am the badass bitch who runs Antiqua. Like, you know, I have, we have funnier names. We have funnier job titles. Like Zen calls me the Supreme Queen of digital marketing. And I, to this day, think that's hilarious. I, have my, I need business cards that say that. Um, I feel like that's more of Leah's title though, who owns uh, Savvy Musician Academy. But anyways, I digress. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's just the thing that keeps it going. Like I, I put out a tweet recently, like how purpose will carry you through everything. And when they've beaten yep. you down, you know, even the, the, what's left burning in the coals would be your warmth in the darkness. And I don't know, it was something, it was beautiful. It was like when I was writing lyrics, I just had this poetic moment, but purpose will give you re resilience because when people try to come at you and you know, you get stuck in these mundane jobs to make the dream work. And then you're just like, wait, why am I doing this again? Like you always need to be building towards something bigger and moving towards that mountain of goals. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think purpose is what has got me through the worst of it. Definitely. Well, how does what you, how did, like, I know you study a lot, like you mentioned Savvy Musician Academy. Yeah. How has that benefited you with your mindset and helping to change your mindset even? massively because going through that school you're not only learning like to become this master of digital marketing as a musician and like kicking ass with e-commerce we also we call it the savvy book club jokingly but there is like a lot of recommended readings and um you know there's the big leap that talks about how you shouldn't upper limit yourself like you should live in more of a place of abundance there was a lot of um, suggestions like Amanda Palmer's The Art of Asking, you know, building fan relationships. <laughs> That's a really but, good one. I know Curtis liked that one, right? Uh, no, I've never read it. I've heard of it and I've never read it. Never, not gotten around to it yet. I have I it. Love For some it. Reason, I thought you were into that one. I'm sorry. No, I, I have it. I just never haven't picked it up yet. But yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of business books that more focus on, you know, getting, getting you out of a poverty mindset and getting you into an abundance mindset. Um, you know, the top 10 distinctions of the middle class and millionaires, that's a good read. And there's the, you have a millionaire mind. Um, there's, and it's just, you know, it, it's not, it's not like, oh, okay, like I'm going to learn all these little tips and tricks and all of a sudden I'm making like, you know, seven figures. Like that's not, yeah. that's not the goal. Like, <laughs> but there's just been these really important books that have, I think, changed my approach to business because the the millionaire mindset or the millionaire mind um harv harv t ecker i think it is um i could mm -hmm. be wrong i don't said that right but he actually breaks it down and like you go deep you go back to your childhood and if you have any misconceptions about business and money you know it, it, it breaks it down and i was like wow i used to think money was bad because like i was like opposed to making money as a musician because my parents put a heavy value on it and because of that it created stress and mm -hmm. it created um what else uh it created problems in the household and it took you away from your passions and it made you miserable and that was like my idea on money so mm -hmm. i carried this since i was like six years old i've been carrying this around on my in my mind and on my shoulders like 
money is like, I guess the root of all evil, you know, just like something like that. But when you change your mindset and you look like, well, your parents didn't have a healthy relationship with money. So that's where you got these ideas. That's when you realize, oh, like I am, I'm worthy of, of making an earning as an independent musician. And then it goes on, you know, there's some books that have gone on to shown like what you can do from a place of abundance. You know what I mean? Like who you can mm -hmm. invest in, who you can mm -hmm. support, you know, it, it just, it just blew my mind. It was, it, 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 the whole school was, um, and I've told Leah this, like, yeah, I've learned a lot about business and I've learned a lot about like how to do this all with a record label, but it's just changed my mind entirely. Like I, it's, oh my gosh, like I'm getting emotional. It is night and day. Like a year ago today, I woke up wanting to end my life because of um, a toxic situation and because I saw no hope and I had no purpose. I know me, me, right? Like, but it's because I was like consistently told like I wasn't good enough and I was in a really bad situation um, in very, very different compartments of my life, you know, it, it, and today, looking at it today, waking up with purpose, you know, setting six alarms so I didn't sleep in, so I didn't miss this interview. So I was super stoked to come on here and talk with you guys. It just shows what changing your mindset will do, you know, and now I'm, I have a new staff member and I have a whole plan for 2021 and we're launching into, you know, bigger brands and I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. sparkling from the chest, you know, and I think also that when you start making that transformation, people want to be around you, you know, and the mm -hmm. opportunities come flying in. And when you start showing the world that, Hey, like, you know, you're focused, you're fun to be around, you're good with business, you're good with your money, you're honest, people can trust you. That's when the big players start contacting you. Like, I can't tell you guys, it's like the law of attraction. I can't tell you, oh my God, the people that have been in touch with me the past two months, like never in my dreams as a 12, 15, 20 year old, would I have thought that these people would ever be in touch with me. But that's because you flip your mindset and you're just open to this. But don't get me wrong, like at the end of the day, I am still the sassy queen of darkness and I can go sob over my piano and write you a ballad that's going to make everybody cry because that's part of like that, that you, you have light, but you also have darkness and learning to separate the two, like going through your day with that light, but then saving that darkness for your art, like your darkness never goes away. And that's why, you know, what, what we were talking about before, before when people are like, Oh man, I need to get high. I need to drink or else I can't get inspired. Mm -hmm. I, Whole bullshit. <laughs> uh, that no, that's not how that works. Because I think when you're when you're more in a clear mindset, that's when you your production brain kicks in and you see like a bigger vision for your albums and your music and your future. And because you have this like this longevity, this foresight, and you're like, okay, like let's do this. I see what I've been able to do up to this point. Let's make it bigger or do something amazing or different. But you know you're really able to just focus your heart, your whole heart and soul and, and mind into it. And it's just, it's fantastic. And part of that is also like letting go of those, like you said, the toxic things that that's the key part, I think that probably really sets you up, yeah. you know, to, to getting into that, that mood, right. Or that space rather. Yeah. And it, it just blows my mind because like before I tried to sit at the piano and I just like have a breakdown because of these, 
cycles of like people, you know, I know, oh my gosh, like this isn't going to work because working with this person, they're going to tell me all these horrible things. Cause you, you know, your mind protects you. You've seen these cycles and things that people have said in the past. And it's like, yeah, yeah like absolutely. Those toxic people are going to hold you back from being amazing. Cause you're going <clears> to <throat> care so much about what they think. But when they're not around, you're just like, I don't, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like I do this to make me happy, you know? So it's, it's very interesting. It's a huge shift. A year ago today, huge shift. So can you get more into the law of attraction, how that works? <laughs> well, it's my superpower. It's my witchcraft. Um, so it That's really awesome. is. No, it like, <laughs> out of, out of That's every, the best way of describing it, Lindsay. <laughs> it really, no, it, guys, it's, like it's just terrifying because like my my friend actually told me the other day she's like you're so good at finding shit and i'm like yeah i just put it out there that i need the thing and it usually shows up you know what i mean and yeah it's true like um out of everyone i know they're like Lindsay, you have the best law of attraction and i'm like well i think it's also like you know preparation met with luck you know in certain scenarios um, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to be in this uh, band one day, but then never do the work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. law of attraction is work, but it's true. Like if you, if you're in this negative mindset and you're consistently putting out complaining and negativity and you're bullying and you're going to find a tribe just like that, like whatever it is that you want, you're going to find that same tribe. But mm -hmm. if you put out, you know, all these other morals and ethics and values that are in more of a positive light that benefit the community. You're going to get an awesome tribe, but yep. um, yeah, I do vision boards. Um, some, it's for some people, it's not for everyone, but every two years I draw up a vision board and I go ham. Like I put the wildest shit on those boards, like the, the like ridiculous. Like I actually, and this is a great story. Um, I, toured with Moonspell in 2018 when I was in still, still in Cradle. Mm -hmm. And it was actually Fernando, the singer who approached me and said, Hey, like, do you want to sing Scorpion Fly with us? And I was like, yes, like whatever you want. Yes, sir. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I love that song and I love Moonspell. And I think I did it about six times on that tour with them. It was mm -hmm. just magic, like so iconic. Like felt it was, I was on cloud nine and they're wonderful people too, which helps the matter. Um, and then I went home and I was actually going through my old vision boards and I wrote on a vision board nine years prior, sing live with Moonspell. That's awesome. It was, I got chills. I'm getting like the pukey chills awesome. right now. Like when you see a ghost, um, yep. you know, like it, it, it just, I was like, holy crap, you know, but that's the thing. Like you need you need to write those things down and, and kind of like speak it in order to slowly manifest towards it. Like, mm -hmm. or else it's just never going to come about. So yeah, there's been some, there's been some wild stuff. I mean, I'm still waiting for Oprah to call me, but you know, like, you, One of these you have, days. yeah, you have to have, you have to have fun with it, you know, but I mean, I was actually telling um, my, my business partner and lead singers then I was telling him recently about how, I manifested Cradle of Filth into my life. And how that happened was, is I think in 2007, I said, like, I want to be part of a symphonic black metal band and mm -hmm. tour the world. And then lo and behold, five, what, no, six years later, Cradle of Filth happened. So mm -hmm. it was exactly what I asked for. 
you, you know, it, it just it came in a very different way. I was kind of hoping the junior boarder would call me, but you know, you mm -hmm. can't have everything. Um, <laughs> yep. So yeah, I think, I think that's what that is. Like, and, and that's the thing I'm, I'm one of those people, like I have whiteboards all over the office and when it comes to material things, it's just, it's just effortless for me because I write it down. I see it every day. And then I was over at my partner's house the other night and I need a bookshelf, a chair and a lamp and it's all ready for me to go. You know, that's awesome. you, bring, you bring it up and I think it's okay to ask. And that's why reading Amanda Palmer's book, the art of asking will kind of give you no shame because people are happy to get rid of their old stuff and it brings them joy to know that you're going to get something out of their new stuff. You know what I mean? But there's so yeah. many cycles when it comes to that. There really is. Yeah. One, one thing I noticed some people have problems with, with, you know, kind of like envisioning something and trying to attract something is that they think they failed if it doesn't show up right away. But like you said, sometimes it's five years. That's, and that's the other thing. And when people come to me and they're just so defeated, like mm -hmm. the music video didn't happen or the producer fell through. And, and I just, yeah. I tell them, like I'm, I'm a big believer in divine timing because things have fallen through on me. And then when they do happen, they happen in the most beautiful, perfect way possible that I never imagined for myself. And I tell them, listen, don't be discouraged by setbacks. Um, this is happening. It's, you've done your best. And there's a lesson here. Like you can't trust this person. You can't hire this person again. Um, or, you know, and maybe this is a little bit of extra time to plan it a little bit better. So when you do do it, it's going to turn out even better, right? Yeah. And I always yeah. tell people that and they're like, you know, they come back and they're like, yeah, you're right. And we're like, well, yeah, but it, it, it's devastating. I get it. We're so deeply attached to our art. We're such sensitive, creative types. And it's heartbreaking. I've had things fall through on me, you know, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like, well, it just wasn't meant to be and you got to keep pushing forward and that's that, you know. Yeah, as long as you keep putting it, putting it there, like to happen in the future, it will eventually at some point happen as long as you don't give up the idea is the key thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's again, that, I think that comes to grit is just like being like, no, this is my dream and I'm making it happen no matter what. But yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised like so many people when they're more in a lack mindset, I guess the nicest way to put it, they're just like, oh, why is this happening to me? Like, oh, this is too hard. Like yeah. I tried and it didn't work out. So I stopped and I'm like, that's why you failed. Cause you stopped, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't cause the actual thing initially failed. It was because you stopped trying, you know, and yeah. that's, I, I kind of call people out on that bit of tough love, but. Yeah. Well, Matt, what's your thoughts on that? Just out so of curiosity. I, I was going to say, ultimately that's the thing, right? Is I think that yeah. a lot of people just quit and I think that, you know, Curtis and I were kind of in the trenches together for a lot of years when things were pretty bleak. <laughs> yep. The dark ages. The dark ages the of like five years ago. Oh, bless. <laughs> um, you know, but I think like also, I think that there was definitely, I think for Curtis and I in particular, I think it was probably like 2016 when there was like a very meaningful turnaround. Yeah, 2016, 2017, yeah. Right, because like that was like I think when you and I both started to be like, oh wow, we can like make money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and like these are the things you have to do, right? Is like you have to, but you have to understand that you're going to be in the trenches for a long time and that for a decent chunk of it, it's going to kind of blow. But like mm -hmm. that's what it is. 
And so right. many people are going to make fun of you, as, as all, all three of us know. People still oh. make fun of me. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, I worked on a bunch of top 40 records this year and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, that's what it comes down to. Like, I know people talk shit about me, but at the same time, it's like... Who's cool in Norway, motherfucker? <laughs> who's got well, a that, fucking juno nomination oh cheers guys you're so sweet i'm actually just looking at it right now on the wall i'm like it's my pride and joy but um no it like and it makes me laugh because the fact that i because of my positive mindset people are mad at me because i have grit and you know i've, I've honed my skills and talents and that, that and i'm just like that's that's hilarious and and that's the thing i i did post something the other day about like you know, we have to remember anyone who's successful has started at zero. Everyone starts at zero and, yep. you know, zero followers, zero bank account, whatever it is. But when you see other people succeeding, this is a mindset thing. If you're going to get jealous, you, you come from a place of lack. If you come from a place of like abundance, you're going to see them as like, you know, an inspiration. And, um, you know, it's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're not like competing with other people is the biggest misfortune you can give to yourself because you really just need to be competing with yourself to be better than yourself because you're, you're denying yourself your ability to have your own unique voice in the world, you know, in the metal world, wherever it is that you are. And it's like, they, you should see successful people as your teachers, not your competition. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's like, they're like, Oh, you know, healthy competition. But I'm like, yeah, if you're even going to waste any time on that, it's like you are taking it away from working on your own business and art and yourself. And it just, when you start caring about what everyone else is doing, you stop caring about what you're supposed to be doing. And, and you're always boosting other artists up. Like, I mean, you don't give a fuck. You're just like fucking support them. Yeah. Cause I know, well, I, I see these people and I'm like, you're, you're brilliant. I love you. But I know, especially like where I come from, what it's like to be like not supported, you know, like people just like yeah. consistently talking crap about you behind your back and putting you down and, you know, yep. I actually, you know, I came from a family that didn't support it until I got on the plane to Mexico for my first cradle gig. And yeah, it took that long. It took them like 12 years to be like, oh, maybe this is the job. I'm like, I've been telling you for 12 years, you know, like, it's just, That's I, amazing. Know, yeah, I know what it's like. Oh, you, my parents are boomers. This whole Juno nomination. They're just like, I am like the golden child now. And it's funny. <laughs> I never was. You know, I never, awesome. you get nominated for a Juno and then, you know, me and my partner's family and my family are just like, she's amazing. And I'm like, thanks. I was like now at the point, like, I'm like, I don't even need your approval anymore. Um, but yeah, I always, I always like to big up other artists just because I know they've been through it themselves. And, and when you have someone come along and, and support you, like, you know, when Moonspell was bigging me up and wanting to work with me and it, it that's, it just changes the world when you have someone else supporting you you know we I think that's what creates a community and that's where we can all thrive and that's what brings like more of a positive mindset to everyone you know because I know there's the those creative types are so sensitive and they are dwelling on all the horrible things people have told them and it, it's yeah. their art in a way but then when it comes to release time like you better believe you're the best damn thing ever because that's what's going to make your launch better <laughs> Yeah, and you got to push yourself because, and you're not going to push yourself to make sales unless you believe yourself and believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. You're just going to sit there with an album nobody fucking cares about. <laughs> That's oh, so many artists and bands do that. It just drives, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Well, I think it turns into this thing, you know, like like one of the things I've really kind of come to believe is just like 
everybody wants positive reinforcement all the time. Oh no, yeah, I get swamped with people like now because I'm like the Mother Teresa of heavy metal. Like, yeah, right. I just get so many. Wait, wait, I'm gonna call. We're gonna refer to you as that from now on. Yeah, Mother no, Teresa fine. of heavy metal. Been, you know how many fans call me that? Oh my god! I, I've never seen this. This is awesome. Oh, okay. it's it funny. But yeah, like the Mother Teresa of heavy metal, and so many people like come to me like asking for advice and telling me about their hard time, and you can tell like they're it's fine. They're fishing for a compliment, you know, and how I can see things worded, and I'm just like. I don't got time. Like <laughs> I got shit to do guys. I'm sorry. You know, like mm-hmm. it comes up, there comes a turning point where you got to start believing in yourself, you know, because you can't, you can't have me as a crutch to continue to do it for you. And that's not cold hearted either. That's yeah. caring. That's I think caring. that's true love. I think that's yeah. unconditional love. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's when you're enabling people to continue their bad habits. That's when it's toxic. Yeah, but people don't get that. They think, oh, well, she's just being like me because she won't give me advice. But it's like, no, you're like actually helping them by doing that. Yeah, yeah. When people, when people I used to lean on pulled away, that's when I've really started growing a spine. You know, it's true. So, how do you guide someone who you're kind of working with to having a more positive mindset? I catch them in their bad words when they talk poorly about themselves or they talk poorly about their art or their project. I'm like, okay, we need to reverse how you said that because you're putting it out there that it's a bad thing or you're, you're shedding like a, an, um, a negative light on it. Uh, you know, and that's usually like where it starts. But then I think when, when you show, um, like you, when you show a client like a vision, a future, a plan for the future with deadlines and like a goal, that's when people get excited. They're like, oh my gosh, like there's a plan, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, it's just making a schedule and a deadline. But for some reason, they don't have the confidence in themselves to do that, which just blows my mind. And then the minute that that groundwork is laid out, they're just like, oh my gosh. And it just puts the fire under their butt. And I think having that vision and those goals is just what changes everything. Like they go from the dread of not knowing to the, oh my gosh, I have a, I have a future. I have a plan. Um, I also, I also want to ask, are we going past the 45 minute mark? Are we editing? I haven't, I haven't seen a, a notification thing yet. So I'm That's trying weird. to figure out what's going on. I think we might have gotten like one of the. I, I think we, I think we just hit, I think the record just went off. Didn't it? Oh no, it didn't. Never mind. No, it's recording. Yeah. 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 We're just still going. I was, are you guys going to be editing this or no? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I was just wondering. <laughs> I really have to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> <laughs> we can wrap up in a few because I need to build a TikTok. Oh um, yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. And I'm just like I'm over here holding like a gallon in my bladder. So <laughs> I can I can relate right now. Lindsay. No, oh, my God. I can vitamin relate. C. Bladder issues aside. What um what final words of wisdom do you have for anyone seeking to improve their mindset? and be better and live uh, greater than they currently are? I'd say it just, you have to want to do it and it's going to take work. And I think every day practicing gratitude um, is huge, huge cornerstone to all of this, but also finding resources that are going to retrain your thinking on how you see yourself what you do have in your life and especially if you're in business like how you can have a healthier relationship with building a business and making money and and you know money is not evil it's actually going to you know give you this place of abundance where you can help others i think that 
that that is like really important there's like you know there's a bunch of really good books out there i can't think of i can't think of um too many right now like i've, I've read like 25 in the past year um the one that saved my life i think in my mid-20s it was called no matter what by lisa nichols and it talks about how no matter what life throws at you you can get through it and that was the that was the beginning that was like 10 years ago that was the beginning of my uh i guess mindset changing and, and self-love discovery that was a huge one but yeah just going and, and looking for books that really really help you like find a better relationship with yourself but a better relationship with everyone around you and all the aspects of your life essentially very fair mm -hmm. this has been an extremely insightful episode of dumb and dumbest you have been listening are we done yet